This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The thing you probably never thought of regarding Mount Sinai was that the Torah wasn't given on Mount Sinai. It just wasn't given. What was given there was the, um, was the, uh, what was given there was the, the first two commandments. And it was a massive revelation of God. So the main thing about it really was the revelation. And we're going to talk about that in my next class. But what, what we're talking about today is the actual Ten Commandments, what they're all about. And why did these commandments make the top ten list? Now, some of them make sense. Some of them make total sense. Like, for example, Commandments 1 and 2, I don't think need a ton of explanation what they're doing there. You know, the fact that there's a God is like certainly would make the top 10 list. That's the whole point. You know, it's even brought down that if you did all the commandments, except for that one, meaning the guy didn't believe in God. So he didn't do the first commandment, but he did all the rest. So they mean nothing because what's the point of doing commandment if you don't have a commander? You understand? It doesn't mean anything. And so, and so that's a really important one. And by the way, that question comes up sometimes because, because there's a question they ask sometimes, should you teach an old person new tricks? Just kidding. Should you teach a, an old person about God if they're too old to change? You hear the question? You hear the question? Like, meaning you, you're going to turn them from a, an inadvertent sinner to a wanton sinner, from a shagging to amazing by, by proving to him the existence of God. So do you really want to be doing that? You hear the question? So... So the answer, the answer is, yes, you do. You do want to be doing that. And the reason why you want to be doing that is because the, the, um, because that commandment itself, if you did none of the other ones, we were talking about the other ones and not that one. What if you did that one and no others? You did the essential point of the entire creation without having done anything else. You're still eating your Dodger dogs. Yeah, you're doing all your nutty things. You, you've, you've, you've fulfilled the point of creation. Yeah, you fulfilled it. And as a result, as a result of fulfilling the point of creation, it is 100% worth it to, to be involved in the commandments, uh, even if, even if it's, uh, you know, at the expense of the, um, of the, uh, what you, what you call it, of the, even if it's at the expense of the, of all the other commandments, not at the expense, but instead of all the other commandments. Um, something's gone wrong with our little Zoom screen here. Um, you guys still see me there, yeah? Something got clicked that shouldn't be clicked. Let me see if here. I can. What? Um, do you need something, Ruthie? Yeah, I need something for you. It's really bad, Tony. Um, let's see. That's a live feed. Please fix it. Um, it was on this cut. Let's see what I can do here. Find out why why I got messed up. Uh, sorry for the people on the live feed and on my Zoom class. I'm just trying to figure out what's gone wrong with uh, I'm full screen for you guys. Meaning I'm like appearing regular on the screen. Yeah, we see. You. I see you. Yeah, we see. You. 
Okay, so I'll just keep going even though this is like a total disaster. Oh, I know what happened. You guys still see me? I see you. Yeah, I know what happened. <laughs> the, the, where I've had this Facebook live feed on, it's been, uh, it uh, was started pressing buttons on the keyboard. That's what we're doing. Okay, so, um, so back in is, is the, um, so Rav Noach Weinberg actually posked him. He said it's better to teach people who are elderly about God rather than leave them hanging. You know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't die someday only to discover that they like totally missed the point. And so, yeah, so that's how that works. Now, the second commandment is really important because, I mean, think about it. Shouldn't it be enough? You know, there's a God, like, aren't we all set now? I know there's a God. And the answer is, as well, what if you like, what if you delved deeply into the fact that there's a God? What if you like really went in there? And you start realizing, oh my gosh, well, wait a second. If God created everything out of himself, that means everything's God. If God made the whole, if all there was was God, and he created the world from his self, so to speak, from his, whatever that means, and we don't even know what that means. But if he created the whole world from itself, that means everything's of God. And so, so then you would be likely to point at things and say, hey, this is God. This is God too, which is called pantheism. Everything's God. And uh, so the Torah is very specific to be careful of that move. Don't make that move. And rather, rather there's a God and, and all the other powers out there are not God. They're powers that God has invested with power. So he's given the sun its light. He's given the moon its power and it's given the zodiac its power. And, and everything out there is coming from God. But it's but you cannot place the name God on any of those things. Now the third commandment of not using God's name in vain is it's interesting that it's in the top ten. It's an obscure commandment, actually. Um, um, what it's doing there exactly is probably there for covet, for covet, for honor. Uh, for God's glory, that uh, you're not throwing the name around. And so that one makes sense more or less to be in there. It's, it's basically to not throw the, the name of God around lightly, to treat it with, with uh, fervor. The fourth of the commandments is, is Shabbos. And what's Shabbos doing in the Ten Commandments? What's that doing there? You know, there's a the Torah goes so into Shabbos. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be in the Ten Commandments. You could easily have it outside the Ten Commandments. And, and yet when you look in the prayers, you see, it says, it says like Shabbos night, we say, um, we say, that you sanctified this day for your name. Now don't forget the whole creations. It's all for his name that his name should be revealed in the, right now his name's scattered into physicality. And for his name to be revealed is the whole point. That's why we say that he's going to bring a redeemer, maybe the name of him, Laman Shmoy, in honor of his name. So it says, for your name, which tells you why it's in the commandments, because the Ten Commandments is because it's, it's the, you know, 
Shabbos is an entire day dedicated to Hashem. It's dedicated to the first commandment that there's God. Because if you spent all your life busy, as people get, and you didn't have a day where you cannot be busy, like heavy Ten Commandment, like keep Shabbos, if you didn't have that day, so then you would be, you know, you'd, you'd miss out on the first commandment. You have to have a day of contemplation about life and about God and about how we get here and, and all of spirituality. So Shabbos has to be in the Ten Commandments. So we say that he sanctified the day to his name. You ready for this? Tachlis It's the tachlis. Yeah, Yossi, you ever thought about those words? Tachlis Like the whole, the word tachlis is a powerful word. That means it's the point of it all. The point of God. Meaning when God was thinking, oh, let's create a world. You know, he was thinking, uh, hmm, nah, let's not create a world. Oh, it'll have Shabbos. They'll, they'll keep Shabbos every week. Let's do it. Meaning it's the point of it all. Is that, that, that uh, people will, the fact that people won't, I realize as I, God's saying, I realize as God that they're going to deny me. But, but to have a nation come to a halt every week, that's tachlis shemaybaraz, and that belongs in the Ten Commandments. Now, the next one's a little more like, the, is honoring your parents. This is number five. And honoring your parents is, is, um, it's an interesting one to be there as well. It's, uh, you know, it's not so simple what it's doing there. Um, but one thing's for sure is you'll notice that people who have, I can just tell you from years of counseling, people have issues with God, with fathers have issues with God. People have issues with fathers have issues with God. And that's why it's very important that we all work out our issues with our fathers. And most importantly, when you're working at your issue with your father is not to blame your father. Okay. <laughs> Cause you know, good luck being a less lousy father than your father was, you know, every father, you know, no father ever read the book. What book exactly? <laughs> There's no book to explain how to raise you. And, and anyway, but if we have issues with our father, so then we have issues with God. And so we have to respect our fathers. So why respecting them? So why respect them? You know, like, like why is the mitzvah to respect our fathers? And, and the answer is perhaps, and this is going to be a deep answer, is that just like in, just like in therapy, a good therapist will not let you blame your parents. And good luck finding a good therapist because, you know, that's the whole point is going to therapy so you can blame your parents. But a good therapist won't let you do that. They're going to place the responsibility on you to make your life greater, to let go and forgive and accept, and to just say like, okay, what are you going to do now with your life? So it turns out that like our parents, there are are a lot of people who blame God. A lot of people have issues with God. Like, why did I get dealt this hand in this poker game of life while you're watching other people who got another hand more money nicer parents some kind of better condition you know a different iq you know just different opportunities the the it's very easy to blame god for your misfortunes and and so just like our parents were to honor them no matter what which means you gotta let go all that and treat your parents with the respect that's due to them 
based on the Ten Commandments, by the way, it could be your, your parents didn't have a lot of respect due to them. You still got it. You still have no choice. And, and just to mention while we're on it is if parents were particularly evil to their children, that means that you still have to honor them. It takes a massive, what's called a posik, a massive posik, which is a halachic decision maker for an entire like region. You got to speak to a massive posik to get out of that mitzvah. Okay. You can't make your own decision. You can't say, well, they messed me up, you know, so me and my therapist have decided to cut off ties, you know, no, you don't cut off ties with your parents, no matter what you went through, you got to keep your connection to them and keep honoring them. And if on the other hand, that you spoke to a guttle B'tarev, a Torah great, and that Torah great said, you're done. Like no more bits of honoring these people. These people are, you know, they're sickos, you know? So then, then you're off the hook, but you can't go off that hook by yourself. That's not something you get. You don't get to make the choice there. Um, next is, um, uh, by the way, hi to everybody on Facebook. Happy to have you guys on there as well. And, and we hope that everyone will share this out there and subscribe and, you know, be part of things. Um, where, where are we at? Um, mitzvah number six. Mitzvah number six is thou shall not, um, kill yeah thou shall not kill now now the commandment of not killing what's that doing in the ten commandments that could have been put anywhere and i think people would have taken it seriously so so the answer is is that there's something very special about the lifespan of a human being you know you got all the free will you want throughout your life but you don't get to choose how long you're here you don't get to choose that you know, you get choice. You can choose, you can choose, you can do, you can do, you can not do. You can. You got incredible, God gave us gobs and gobs and gobs of free will, like probably more than we should have gotten, you know, because you see how much people misuse their free will. But the one thing you can't choose is to end it, not for you and not for another. By the way, ending one's own life is murder. It's murder. It's one of the Ten Commandments. It's amazing how like, like people totally forget that, you know, they think like this is, they think this is their life, their choice. You know, I get to choose to leave. Nope. This ain't your life. And it's not the other person's life who you want to kill. And it's this, you're not allowed to murder. Okay. You're not allowed to end someone's life early. There, there are circumstances where you can end someone's life early. Torah describes those, but this particular um, commandment, of not murdering is murdering like cold-blooded murder you're not allowed to do that so so that's just it's out you know so vengeful feeling vengeful sorry you're feeling depressed and your life's miserable nope can't take your own life either that's murder it's one of the ten commandments and uh, and i'm not going to go into things kabbalistically but let's just say it ain't pretty to end someone else's life you know, in a forbidden manner, murder, or to end one's own life. Not pretty. And the, and the place that, you, let's just put it like this, the place you wind up in when you die, you never leave. You're stuck there. There's no way out. Okay? I mean, there's a couple ways out, but they're, they're, they're worse. <laughs> they're worse than staying there. You know, they, they, you can, uh, you know, we, we do everything we can to, to, 
avoid these situations. Now that's number six. Number um, seven is um, is to not commit the uh, forbidden uh, any kind of forbidden unions, not to ha- be involved in any intimate unions with. Um, there's some uh, thirty-seven uh, different forbidden unions in the Torah. Um, so thirty-seven different forbidden relationships. I bet you weren't expecting me to know them all. But uh, I, I spent serious time memorizing all the commandments. So, so the uh, so this particular one is um, is uh, you know it's it's categories um, of of forbidden forbidden unions, and and you can you can look at that, but you can also look at the the what's what are they doing there again? Those could have been in any part of the term. What are they doing there? And the answer is, I mean, I'm sure there's many answers, but the, the answer is, is that, is that that's the bris. That's the covenant with God. And, and you don't, you don't mess around with the covenant. And that, that covenant is the covenant with God. Like that's the covenant of Abraham, you know, bris avlis and the, the covenant with the forefathers. And, and see, a lot of people think, uh, you know, like what, what, when does the mitzvah brisk come upon someone in their life? But when does the mitzvah brisk come upon someone? Uh, you'll see, when's the mitzvah brisk start in someone's life? Uh, can't hear you. Whatever. You were probably going to say eight days old. Yeah. Eight, eight days old. Yeah. Well, the second you're born, but you can that? No. no. At the 18? 20? 18, yeah, that's better. And the mitzvah bris is when you have your first thought. <laughs> when you have your first thought about, about anything having to do with that part of your body, then, then the mitzvah starts. People make the mistake of thinking that mitzvah begins at eight days old. You have a mitzvah as a father to circumcise your eight-day-old baby. It even beats Shabbos, like you actually... Do it on Shabbos, even if it's, uh, you know, which is forbidden. You know, you're not allowed to draw blood on Shabbos, but you're allowed to do the bris on Shabbos. It pushes off Shabbos. We learn it out from the words there of why if it lands on the eighth day, you do it on Shabbos. And the, um, anyway, but it's, uh, the bris is, the, the bris is between you and God. And it starts the second you have your first thoughts. Now, what's the connection? What's the connection between you having your thoughts and your covenant with God? Like, what? Like, who cares? Like, can I have my covenant with God with those thoughts? Like, why my covenant with God? Why is my covenant? Am I still on the screen over there, guys? You see me there? Yeah. Why is my covenant with God? Why is my covenant with God 
dependent upon dependent upon me having my thoughts together and and the answer is is because the the um Our, our, our creation here, what you've been given in this world, what you've been given is desire. You might want a milkshake, you might want a burger, you might want to spend the day on the beach. Like, you got desire. And you can use that desire for however you want, basically. You have free will, how you're going to use it. Um, but what we learn is once you have a concept of God, once you realize there's a God. So then you're supposed to use your desire to subjugate it to God. Which could be anything. I mean, it could be you're, you're going jogging because God gave you a body and you got to keep it in shape. So I connect it to God. You know, you could be listening to music because God gave you, you know, an emotional system that requires regulating. So you stay, you know, so your well-being stays relatively, you know, high. And so music will help do that. So everything you desire to do has to have a relationship with God. And there, but desires aren't all all the same. You know, they're on a continuum of how strong they, how strong they pull us. And so the, the more that it pulls, the more that it's, the more it pulls, the more it's, you know, it's it's going to potentially get in the way of your relationship with God. And so, and so that's what it's doing there in the Ten Commandments. It's because it's just, it, it could have done any desire, but it chose the desire that's the strongest one that's most likely going to take you away and be blinded by your relationship for, for how to have your relationship with God, you know, while, while you know, having that desire fulfilled. Um, the next one is not to kidnap. A lot of people think it's don't steal, but it's actually don't kidnap. And, and that's all about the, um, you know, back to the, the f- free will is, is human beings f- have to have free will. And they ain't got no free will when you kidnap somebody. You know, you're not allowed to do that. You can't take away someone's free will. And that's one. And the other is, is it's extreme. It's an extreme form of extortion, and and the um, and it's it's just it's it's. There's a lot of ways to extort money, and this one's below the belt. And then the the next one is to not give false witness, and and that has to do with the character of humanity, like that you you should be honest, or at least not lie. In everything you do, like be honest, don't lie. Um, when I say be honest, at least not lie, is that it takes a while to become a truly honest person, but you can at least not lie. And uh, that you can build from not lying. And later you can talk about how honest you want to be. So, so, but what's the ultimate form of dishonesty is going into court, swearing on the Holy Bible, and then, and then in, in, incriminating somebody. It's like, you can't do worse than that. I mean, that's just, that's as bad as it gets. 
and um, and so here it's talking about like again it's like it's like the 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 one about intimacy the um, no adultery is uh, it's just giving an example of like the worst thing that you could do to mess up your character and the worst thing you can do is to lie but in this particular case it's going all the way with with bearing false witness in court that's like and you you blew it if you did that you know you're 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 under, you're six feet under if you did that that's the ten in the ten commandments and and lastly is is the to not desire your friend's stuff and what's that doing in the ten commandments you know that's 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 also a total mystery and um why that's in the Ten Commandments. Uh, not to desire your neighbor's stuff, because, I mean, that's just, like, so easy to do. It's just so easy to do. It shouldn't be in the Ten Commandments. You know? It's just, you know, you, how do you stop yourself from doing that? So not desiring your, your neighbor's stuff. I'm not going to do a whole Kabbalistic uh, dissertation here, but stuff, your stuff is your stuff. And it's it's... There's no such thing as just stuff. Everything's spiritual. Everything has a connection to its owner. And and I mean, just look throughout the Torah, like how ownership, land ownership, property ownership, like there's just massive amount of contracts there and, and contractual laws in Torah about this. We've taught the world how to deal with these things, you know, because all of civil law is coming off of this. And um, so... Your neighbor's stuff is his stuff. Your stuff's your stuff. If you got a lot of it, well, mazel tov. You ain't got much of it, well, whatever you got, that's yours. And it was designated for you. And the stuff that ain't yours, ain't yours. That's not your stuff. And, you know, it's 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 divinely ordained what you're going to have, what you're not going to have. And don't mess with other people's stuff. And just to give you the little Kabbalistic issue, punishment is if you do mess with your neighbor's stuff with your eye, then what happens is, is it will immediately affect your stuff. Okay, it's gonna God's gonna mess with your stuff. God forbid if you uh, if you uh, have your eyes on other people's things. So, what's yours is yours. Stick with that. That's from God, and it's divine. Okay? Stuff is divine too. But don't forget the second commandment. It may be divine, but don't bow to it. Okay, everyone, shalom. Click all the right things and. Thanks for joining us and follow, forward, share, all those buttons. Chags Shavuos Sameach, we should have a beautiful Yom Tov, beautiful Shavuos, we should be Makabo, Matera, Makabo, Omal Choshimayim. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.